to Confessions of a Disney Cast Member, where I'm here as an ex-cast member to talk with other cast members, old and new, from all walks of life, and of course, all walks of magic. We're here to talk about all things Disney Parks and Resorts around the world, so pixie dust at the ready, let's get confessing. Your face looks so shocked. Because I didn't realise you changed the intro. <laughs> well, it's like 10% cast member episodes now and like 90% discussion and writing. Wait, what's he saying? That's not the intro. <laughs> As you can hear by the voice, Sophie's back. Hello. How are you? Hello. I'm good. Um, yeah, trying to get rested after the cruise journey, trying to catch up on my, my sleep. But yeah. It's, it's so weird like it's been a year and a half since we started the podcast and now you're back like just obviously she's she's a guesting she's not I've not reeled her into doing yeah. regular episodes just yet but <laughs> <laughs> um but no it's uh, so nice to have you back I will just say as well that I am I've been really poorly for the last couple of weeks I've just had this like really bad sore throat I've tested negative for COVID and I feel like I've invalidated being ill now just unless it's COVID so yeah. I'm just like oh it's not COVID I'm like who cares like nobody's nobody's judging me if it's COVID or not so uh, but yeah apologies for the dodgy and um, vocal cords throughout this episode um but enough about me how has life been Sophie yeah um I was started the cruise line started this year in January I got offered a um to go in December um, on the Disney Dream, but I signed my flat on. I was like, oh, I want to stay in Manchester for Christmas and for, you know, New Year. So I was like, can I push it back slightly? So I ended up getting January, I think it was January 13th, I went on the Disney Magic. So mm-hmm. I got back start of May, second week of May, and I've been back since. Crazy. And you're actually going to Florida this week? Yeah, so they, I've got a manic summer. Like, if anybody wants to see Disney pictures, Disney cruise ship, you know, life, I'm going on the Disney Magic as a guest this Friday, this Saturday from Barcelona. Weird. It's going to be so weird because that's the ship I worked on. And, like, I'm worried that they'll think I'm crew. And they'll be like, oh, this way I'll go, no, I've got a key to the world card. Hun, I'm crew. Well, they'll I'm, like, I'm a, no re- a no rehire status on your, um, a no rehire status on your, what did you say? I said crew, I'm a guest. <laughs> Great. But yeah, no, I'm a guest. I'll be a guest. So I'm going for six nights from Barcelona. I get on Barcelona, I get off in Rome. Um, we're seeing like France and Italy. And then I'm back for two days. And then I'm going for What's three. Point? You might as well stay. What, in Rome? Yeah. Oh, you got to fly from Yeah. <laughs> I've got to fly home. <laughs> I'm going home and then I've got two day turnaround and then I'm going to the States for three weeks. Oh my god. Two weeks in Orlando and a week in Hawaii. That's crazy. Have you just spent all the are you spending all the money that you've earned on cruise line? Like I've I've made no money now because I spent (laughs) but still like to have that, like to come off of the ship and just it's almost like the CRP mentality of you know what? I can make money here. Like at least that's the way I think you should see the CRP. I can make money here let's just enjoy myself and that's what you're doing like you're just gonna take that money and just say yeah well, that's why a lot of people do the cruise like there's so many people on the cruise for different reasons you know you've got people that obviously make a lot of money from their countries so certain yeah. countries they do this you know this line of work that money is insane to them yeah. so they go on four or five months six month contract come back they can have an eight week vacation living amazing you know ah. doing whatever they want with that money and sending it back home you know so 
it makes sense definitely well i mean we've got a lot to catch up on i'm i mean i'm going to orlando in november which i've mentioned this podcast but that is not as interesting as what we're about to go through here that's the point right this is the first time i've had to buy disney tickets in a long time yeah (laughs) i was like for a two-week I got a two-week pass. I think it was £463. Oh, expensive, isn't it? I know, but it's the same price for a week, so why not? Do you know what, as well? I, the way I see it is that even when I break it down, because I'm only going for seven days in November, and it was still, obviously, the 460 I was like, if, would I spend £70 on, like, an, a tour, on a tourist attraction a day if I went to New York? Or Probably, yes. Yeah. So, like, a Broadway ticket or a West End ticket or whatever – you spend that money anyway, so that's your activities paid for, and then it's just food and drink on top. So activity as well. Like if you went to New York, you could do say Rockefeller Center cost this much. You could go and do a Broadway show yeah. cost this much in one day. Yeah, so. But you know, we've done that for the two weeks. Um, obviously, I've got flights to Hawaii. I've got a day layover in LA, so I'm gonna have to get something to do there. But yeah, so it's gonna be a mad, mad summer. Amazing. Well. We can catch up on all of that when you're back. So I think people would love to hear about your trip, how it went being back in Disney World for the first time since before COVID. Yeah, before COVID, yeah. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to hear. But as I said, let's get into your cruise line journey because I know it's been a crazy time for you. I I just want to hear everything from your expectations to what you ended up going through on the ship as well. Okay. So but start I from was, the very beginning, a very start. <laughs> I was um youth activities on the Disney Magic. Um when you apply online, um we see your application process, a couple of interviews, you do one with your agency, which is similar to Yummy Jobs, it's called Excellent Recruitment, and then you do some interviews with Disney themselves. So it's exactly like the process for CEP, CRP, academic, very similar. Um, so yeah, did the applications, got through. You wait around a lot. So cruise lines, sometimes I think people are very quick. I've heard people, it can be a such quick turnaround or it can be quite a long turnaround. I mean, I, back in the back in the day, I applied for entertainment host and cruise line about three times and never even heard anything. Didn't even get any of my back. That is one of the things, okay, so that actually you know, hearts. So I apply for entertainment hosts every single time and get ignored every single time. And that's what I put my application for. I got an email for saying that I'd be suited better because I emailed them saying, eh, why are you not replying to me? I chased it up and they said you would be better suited to youth activities counsellor. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but you can audition on the ship to be an ent host which isn't always true. I'll just point out. So I was going in as youth activities. I knew I was going in to do that job. So that's fine. Um, When you were were on CRP, that's what you were looking at if you were going to do cruise line anyway, wasn't it? That's what you were setting your application up for years ago. So So applied for that, got in, um, got given the Disney magic, like I said. So online, obviously I started at a totally different time to what normal people would have it was covid regulations on the ship it was still very much high covid protocols because on a ship a virus can get passed around so fast so they have to do a lot more protocols and look after crew and their guests yeah best they can so i totally understand why there's restrictions it makes sense of course so i came at a totally different time to what 
normal people pre-COVID would have came, you know? When you go to Cruise Line, usually you go to Orlando, you do traditions, um, you get a couple of days in the parks to enjoy all that. We obviously didn't. I got flown to Orlando, had to go to the casting centre for one day, got bust to Miami, was in Miami for one night. We were not allowed to leave our hotel rooms. We got really? food delivered to your door, which was trash. Because of COVID, right? Because of COVID. So we weren't allowed to leave our hotel because if we went, say, a day out, a jolly, going to the outlets, going to the parks, we contracted COVID, we're then taking that on the ship. Yeah. So, you know, it's not it's not safe. So we had to stay in our hotel rooms. You got food delivered to your room, which was trash. And I ordered on a break, obviously, because that's the person I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, then we got, got out of Scotland, but. <laughs> so I got um, put on the ship very early. We all had to get up at like three in the morning, two or three in the morning. They come and knock your door with your breakfast to make sure you're awake. So that's outside your room. You then take all your luggage down. You get on a bus with all these people. And that was the first moment that I'd met people. I met a girl the day before that was working with me. Um, but that was the first time you met people. It's your arrival group, essentially. Mm-hmm. You call it an embarkation group. So yeah. these people, I honestly couldn't have been luckier yeah. with the people I got put with. I got pe- put with um, a couple of people from main stage. So they were performers, main stage performers. A um, couple of housekeepers some bar staff a girl in the spa and we just became this little group like we normally that varied the arrival group totally, yeah because each department needs people so it's very varied in your arrival group you know you could have a big group you could have a small I think there was about 18 of us mm. 18 there was a lot of returners so they don't really count in our group but as like a little group was about 18 but this little group of us we just stuck together yeah. so you get put on the ship you had to go to the port you had to test all this stuff but it's very, it was very strict. So you couldn't really do much. That whole first month, you know, we're doing all, obviously, all your training. We were in working quarantine. So for our first, you know, um, week on the ship, our first cruise, um, we couldn't leave our rooms, apparently. You know, you had to stay in your room, go to your training, come back. You couldn't really go for a walk around the shops. You couldn't go into the movie theatres. We were not yeah, allowed really. to do anything. Any crew, no one was allowed to go to the shows. No one was allowed to go to the movie theatre. You couldn't really go. You could go to the shops a little bit, um, but you couldn't really go and get food on the decks. You weren't allowed to do anything like that because oh. of COVID. Sorry. No, I was just going to ask, how did that, how did that feel going straight from, I think if that situation had happened maybe in August 2020, you were going to work on a cruise ship, it would have been very different because you've just come out of COVID anyway, or like the first wave of COVID, and it's like you're used to quarantine, you know that mentality, even like this time last year, it might have been easier but after, I, I think I would have found that quite triggering to like be locked up again, like not only are you on a cruise ship, you're also now being basically locked in your room away from other people because because you don't obviously obviously for health and safety reasons but was that quite a hard like do you think that made the transition harder than it would have been if you weren't if that wasn't your situation your first month was different to that well I spoke to people and I was like is this normal and you know my trainer she's a godsend she was like this isn't what it's usually like she's like push through do this contract because this contract isn't normal operation like yeah. with, even in the kids club we had these little groups of kids we had to put them in like groups of 15 and they would go around the space they couldn't all just you know run around and play we had to organize it because in case <laughs> a child well in case a child got covid we don't know who that child interacted with 
So if they're in that little group, this is when the kids were, didn't have to be vaccinated. Mm. So there was all these, that's the thing is, being someone that was, I was really affected by it, I'd say, because I kind of went there and I was like, one, everything is work. You're working, you're living, you're eating with these people all day long, you know? Yeah. It's already a heightened environment. But to then say, you know, the things that you're told and in your interview that you're allowed to go to the shows, which is something I absolutely love. I love going to see shows. I wasn't allowed to do that anymore. I couldn't go and get pizza on deck nine with friends after work. I couldn't go to see a film, you know? Those things that seem so little, but they can make a huge, you know, impact because... If you had a big group of crew up there and one person has it, that then sends it to different departments. Yeah. And that's the thing is I know from a from an irrational mind. I, I, if someone told me that, I go, of course, that yeah. makes sense. But as someone that's brand new and living in it. This, living it, coming into this environment, you know, you're working a lot of hours. Everybody knows cruise line, you work, you know, 70 plus hours a week. And you're told that in the interviews. They don't lie about it because they know certain people can't do it. You know, yeah. they're very upfront, you know? So when you go, you can't go, oh, I wasn't told I was doing all these hours. You know what you're doing before yeah. you get there. So working all those hours, you're in a cabin with one other person. So you actually never are alone. So you're heightened already. So having these rules on top, I, I found that really hard and really yeah. challenging. But that being said, once everything started to ease you were like oh my gosh like you took the smallest things like as such a big thing you were like oh my god I can go and see Encanto I can go yeah. to the movie theater see Encanto and you got excited over going to see a movie which is actually really it was quite cute quite wholesome did you was there a transition into the 70 hours a week or was it just like first day bang let's start this is a 70 hour week first weekend we we were very lucky when we were training um you know your first day you know you get on you do all these like safety classes so obviously it's a ship you know you have to be equipped to for safety it's a, it's yeah. a ship anything can happen so you do all your safety first I think the first day we finished at like 7 p.m or 6 p.m it was a long day but you mm. had the night and we got guest cabins when we were in working quarantine all the new crew got guest cabins that's really good uh-huh so you you first go in because obviously it's like you can't get a roommate yet because you could have brought covid on yeah so you're in this little guest cabin which is gorgeous you know i was so lucky i had a porthole didn't have a balcony obviously we're not, the imagine imagine the <laughs> i'd have a veranda no. <laughs> <laughs> i had a porthole some people didn't have portholes, you know, some people just had inside cabins. I was very lucky at the porthole. We yeah. did a lot of our training, actually, because of COVID um, on the TVs in our room. Oh, so wow. they didn't have to sit us in a classroom, you know, because um, like, sometimes it was like a big class. They didn't want to have to sit us all really close-knit together. Yeah. Um, so we sat in, you know, our rooms and did some training. So some of the days weren't that hard, but we were lucky. We did a couple extra hours, me and the other girl for Youth Activities, because they wanted to get us integrated into Youth Activities as soon as possible, which yeah. I actually was quite thankful for, because when you're there, you're, you know, you're with your arrival group, you're with your little embark group, and they're amazing. Like, we had a group chat, we're constantly messaging, like, who wants to go to dinner? Yeah, let's all walk down together. We literally held each other's hands walking yeah. places because we were so scared. Like, this ship is, like, our ship was quite small but to us we're brand new it's massive yeah. you can get lost so easily going through the crew areas so anytime we're like oh it's 7 a.m should we all go for breakfast now yeah yeah we'll meet outside our rooms we just held each other's hands essentially but yeah we got integrated into youth activities very fast and then once you're out of training you know you are into those hours very um, quickly well, I, I mean just from like off the top of my head I would think that 
youth activities is quite a draining department in any in any place to be and obviously you've done it too like you've done I mean, not necessarily youth activities but you've done stuff with TUI before and, yeah. and other like you've been in that industry before did you find that it was quite like compared to other departments on the ship do you think it was on par with like stress and stuff or did you do you think it was quite an easygoing department to be in I don't think people realise how much people in youth activities have to do. So mm-hmm. I feel like youth activities and entertainment as a whole kind of get looked on upon as very easy roles. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, some of them are. You have main stage performers. They are, it's their contract. They are, you know, they're obviously equity, a lot of them. So before they get there, you know, they know the perks they're getting. They get the highest perks on the ship, apart from obviously officers. They can eat in cabanas. They can go to these places. They can do whatever they want. Because really, they do like a certain amount of greeting. They do their shows, their rehearsals, so on. So that's a different kettle of fish. But entertainment as a whole have a, it's like a, a certain stripe apparently like we're called petty officers so we get housekeeping to our rooms um twice a week I think it is and we have guest privileges so we're allowed to go to out of COVID obviously we're allowed to go to the movie theater we're allowed to go to the shows we can go to the stores we're allowed to do these things so you can walk around the ship freely freely yeah obviously with our mask on during COVID we're still allowed to walk around but other departments necessarily aren't allowed to do that so I think people kind of look at our roles as more like easy breezy but with children it is hard you know we're very lucky like we have you know games you know we're playing like just dance we can color like of course there's down times in the day of course where you know you're sat with the kids coloring there's down times where you know you're set like it's fun you know you can't say like the day's not fun there is times you know where I've done like I worked in the other um, part of you think we can talk about later which is edge which is the teen area and like i would host mario kart challenges i would host like bingo that's fun really for me. Yeah. yeah that's amazing it's really good fun but with children there's a lot so you're constantly have to keep your eyes open you know you have to have eyes in the back of your head it's kids and how old are you talking like how before edge like how old were the kids you were dealing so with there's three departments on uh, youth activities for disney cruise line you have in the normal youth activity spaces which is the oceaneer club and the oceaneer lab that is three to 12 years old right um you then bump up to edge which is 11 to 13 okay so you can cross over with edge and um ocean your club and lab and then you have vibe which is 14 to 17 okay so there's a space for you know every child um every child can go and have fun and they all love it like yeah they love it and it makes you love it like that's the thing is you know you're tired you're shattered you've done a 12-hour shift the day before you didn't like the food in the mess you've had a really rubbish day then you go on and a kid goes Sophie I've drawn you this picture of me and you and you go oh my god this is why you do it do you know what I mean I think that's similar to like people that work in education like that they have days where kids can be draining like especially when you're dealing with multiple of them but then there are those moments that really make you realize why you're in that as well when you're doing it especially when it comes to working for Disney I mean kids become adults who love Disney as well so you're the start of their like journey to loving what the Disney company provides us with these kids you know they know the ship like the back of their hands really oh my god bougie kids 
I don't know the percentage of ch- uh, return cruisers, but most people that uh, cruise the Disney Cruise Line are return cruisers. Yeah. So these kids come back year after year. I'm like, how many Disney Cruises have you been on? It's my 12th. Like, oh they, my they, God. Know they know it inside out. They're like, oh, what time is this activity? Because I know we do it every cruise. Like, they know it. And, like, it's so cute to see. And then I love the seeing the kids. I love seeing that as well as seeing the kids. It's their first time. Yeah. And they're like, whoa, their eyes are like wide-eyed. They're going around Andy's room seeing the slinky dog slide like, whoa, it's amazing. Amazing. So after your first month, did you feel like you'd start to come off settled in the role? Yeah, so the first month, I'll be honest, because of all those things, I just felt so overwhelmed. Like, And there's other people that start and they're, they just ease straight mm. into it. That's the thing is, it's not Cruise Line, it was me. Yeah. You know, I can't blame Cruise Line for it. Every anything. person you talk to that does Cruise Line, and not just Disney as well, like any Cruise Line says, you either love it or it's yeah, not for not you. Not for you. And that's the thing, it's, it's not for you. It's not that it's a bad thing. Because Cruise Line, like, if I just name a couple of positives off the top of my head, what other job really feeds you all three meals a day? You don't do washing up. Do you know what I mean? They give you free laundry detergent. You, when you dock in these ports, you can get off and enjoy these places for free. You don't pay yeah. to go off the ship. You can go off. Like they do a lot of stuff, and each week they do like things for the crew. They did like a cheese and wine night, which I went to. Which can we say? If you know, you know. They served Rosie Regal, and I was like, "What? Oh, well, we had to pay for the drinks as it's alcohol, but I yeah. like four. I was like, get that straight <laughs> to me. <laughs> they do like party under the stars. They do parties on the sports deck for crew. They do cast, uh, crew showings of like new movies. They do crew meet and greets for characters. I went to meet Iron Man and Black Panther, even though I'm not a Marvel fan, but Black Panther is my man. So I enjoyed <laughs> that very much. I was like, oh, whoa, this is, he's, you know. Yeah. Love him. So it was, they do a lot of amazing stuff. So that's the thing is, it just wasn't for me. Yeah. Like, I don't like um, being, you know, confined anyway. Like, yeah. I don't like having to like, I thought it sounds silly, but like all these rules. And I'm like, why? But why? And if I don't understand it, it takes me ages to process it. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's it's what I'm trying different to normal life as well. Oh. Like, it's, it's such it's a totally confined. Yeah. But um, the first month after that, I really struggled the first month. I wouldn't lie. Like I was crying each day, you know, just because of like the, like the tiredness and, you know, being like, oh, but why can't I just do this? I just don't get and even, it. And even if you tell yourself before, I'll be able to do that. Like there's no yeah. telling how you're actually going to be able to deal with it when you're in the moment. No. And then after the first month, I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm I'm into this. Like, I'm easing right into this. I get it. Like, this is cool. I was one of these people. I didn't go to the crew bar. Um, People call it the library. Especially when you think it's we call it the library. Are you going to the library to read a book tonight? (laughs) Just (laughs) codes words it. Um, But I didn't do that. Just because I was like, do you know what? I've worked 12 hours today. Do I really want to go and feel rubbish tomorrow? And you no, have to wake up early the next day to start all yeah. over again. There's no, it's not like you're going like from an AM into a PM the next day and you've got like a crossover. Like you are just you do you do have that. And that's the thing is with some hours you do get that you're very lucky. And you think is I don't know, in, in the other department, I can't speak for that. We work up the schedule. So when you get to the top of the schedule, you then drop to the bottom. So you'll work, you finish at like 8 p.m. or 7:30 sometimes if you're lucky. Then the next day you don't start till two or three. Oh, okay. So you do so get that breathing space. You get that. So it's nice. Like when you're near the top of the schedule, you're finishing at like any time between, you know, nine to eight, you know, so you work up. So some if you're at the very bottom, for example, you probably finish 12 30. Okay. If you're at the very bottom, you're starting the latest 
and you finish the latest. So you can finish at 12.30. You get to the middle of the schedule, maybe you're finishing at 10, 10.30. When you're at the top, you're finishing at eight. So you have those very finished times. So you can do stuff after work. Mm. You, know, you can go for, you can go to the gym, you can go for a walk, you can go upstairs and watch a movie on the Funnel Vision. There is stuff for you to do. Yeah. But after that first month, I was like, do you know what? I'm fine. I'm easing into it. I've got like the, the swing of it now. Um, and I actually got asked to go to Edge. So I got moved to the 11 to, four, um, 11 to 13 in Edge. And I honestly loved every minute of it. I loved every single minute really? of it. Yeah, I oh, honestly... It turned it on its head a little bit. That is, the, the, mm-hmm. Like it did make, yeah. It did really change it. it was this, we still didn't really have shore leave. Um, so we weren't allowed to go off the ship apart from Castaway Key. We couldn't get off in the porch yet, but I was like, Do you know what? Like, there was three people working edge. This is in the magic. Three people working edge. So you work with this little team, and you, you know, you strive to. You can kind of you have this independency because the managers don't necessarily come up constantly. They kind of trust you to be up there, and you're with this little team, and you can decide how you want to work stuff. You yeah. can decide activities. You can base it on the kids. If I've got a group of kids that are like very game heavy, they love the video games. We'll do Mario Kart challenge. We'll do um we sports challenge we'll do a just dance mm. challenge but if you've got a group that really want to play lots of fun games we could do charades we could do guess what guess who all these like fun things stop the boat like you can decide to do whatever you want really and I just loved it you got to meet the kids so much easier and um, the little kids are amazing like I've always worked, loved working with the younger kids but it was actually nice to when you had kids who go oh where are you going for dinner tonight oh we're going to animators and they can have a proper conversation it's a bit more relatable them. isn't it yeah and it was just so much fun I had the best time working in Edge usually you go up there for five to six weeks is kind of the time they say and I think I was up there for six weeks and then got moved back down they kind of rotate it so the same people aren't up there all the time it's nice that it gives other people an opportunity to do that as well yeah they tend to have you know maybe a trainer up there someone that's like a trainer who knows what's going on um, someone usually sometimes new or some people have done it before they really don't have it's not like a set criteria for what yeah. they have to have but I worked with maybe three different teams up there by the time people leave because people obviously go on vacation so I think I was up there with one team for a couple of weeks a week or so changes someone else comes up and down and it's yeah. nice it keeps you on your toes of how you work and then brand new people come up and have brand new ideas so it's amazing did you have quite a lot of creative independence in in Edge to sort of plan out how you wanted the kids' day to go? That's what I loved the most about Edge because I'm like a, being a drama teacher, having yeah. that like independence to make up what they want to do. You know, you yeah. got the book in the morning and you can decide what games they're playing all day. You know, and we had like movie night once a week and we themed it. We did like a vote and the kids would vote. They would come in, bring their snacks, sit in front of the big TV. And they like, it was just so much fun. Or we it sounds quite summer campy. Like it sounds it like summer camp vibe. And they did like escape rooms. I made an escape room from scratch. And like I made a Disney character. We locked them in edge. And the, the aim of the game was to find out who locked them in there. They had to go and play Guitar Hero, whatever. Whoever won Guitar Hero got like the first, like got a 10 second head start. Oh, this little like, stuff. Oh. But it was interactive. We did, um, they got to go watch the fireworks with edge. We did um, heroes versus villains every single night. We'd put them into two teams. They play games against each other. And each night we'd make a different game. We did like Pictionary. We did like a um, music challenge. It was just all this amazing stuff yeah. that 
the kids club's amazing downstairs as well you know it's so there's so much to do down there but so I love cool. actually leading it it made me feel like an entertainment host yeah so I was yeah. hosting everything so was it hard I'm, I'm not well this is probably a stupid question but wasn't it really difficult then to go back to what you know you struggled with a little bit before going back from edge downstairs and then going downstairs again when I moved back down, so when I moved up to Edge, we were still doing the kind of groups, the 15 in a group. Mm. And that's what we called a cohort. So you, one counsellor, would go with that cohort around the whole space. So you would say, it was an hour and a half cohort, you go, okay, I've got 15 minutes in this room, I've got 15 minutes in the next room, and you had to make the activities for those kids. Right. We always had a show, so the end hosts would come in, and we got some amazing Disney characters, and they would come and do a show. We had like Avengers Academy, we had Stitches Space Go, we had um, Pluto's Pajama Party, all these amazing oh. shows. Every kid got to see every single show. Nice. So that's what was amazing about it. So maybe fifteen minutes of your cohort was a show. Yeah. You know, you could do a craft. We always had a craft, so each kid got to take away something they made, like a fairy wand, a spaceship, something really cool they made. They had like Andy's room where they can play on the slide. So that was organised and that was like me hosting. So in my head, I loved doing that because if those yeah. kids left and had a good time, I went, that was on me. Yeah. They had fun because I made them have fun. You know, I made games that they liked. But when I came back down, operation had changed. COVID rules had changed. So it was just free play all over the nice. space. Your kids zooming past me. I was like, what? what's going on? <laughs> um but it was fun because the kids loved it they could like do whatever they wanted at whatever time they had that independency the kids were like five six years old that like, could go between the two spaces because it was all secured and yeah. safe you know they're doing whatever they want they love their lives there was more shows put in we had like um the piston cup challenge so they would make like cars out of soap they would do space chat the space go again they could do volcanoes they yeah. erupted volcanoes like these kids had so much option yeah. for what they could do. Like that's what is so magical about Disney. You know, these parents are on the ship, and I don't know if like anyone's listening that is obviously a parent with children. Do not hesitate to send your kids to the kids' club. It is not just dumping your kids off for a few hours. It's don't feel guilty. These kids go in and they like get to have the best time. Like yeah. at home, do you have a volcano that you can erupt? Probably not. Yeah. So these kids are gonna get to do that. They get to have so much fun. Also, it's, it's it's like super hard for you to get on into youth activities, right? You need to have a lot of experience. You have to have, yeah, you have to have a lot of experience with children. Um, so you have to have like a certain amount of years you've worked with them. Like especially if you've done summer camp, that's a really good thing. Most people that I work with on the ship had done a summer camp really so if anyone's listening that wants to go on cruise line and work with children in the future camp america great experience to yeah. start off with was there opportunity on the ship for you to change departments or was it you've signed a contract for youth activities hosting that's it so i think they try and aim for you to stay in your departments so like within you know youth activities for a contract or two contracts just so you can you know come to terms with what it's like to work in your department learn it properly because you know even one contract you could go back and you'll probably learn something brand new the next contract so I think that's why they try and kind of aim for you to stay in your said department you know for a contract or two so you can feel comfortable I was lucky enough I was given the opportunity to audition to be an end host to audition for cruise staff so 
Um, a couple of us from Youth Activities did the auditions. We got given scripts. We had to learn a dance. Um, it was really, really fun. And I was luckily successful for both. So I'm mm -hmm. on the bench if they were to ever need someone in the future. Oh, wow. So that is now on your record. If you, mm -hmm. wanted, to go, if you wanted to go back, then you're like a reserve for like, if you applied for it, you've almost got a foot in the door. Not, it doesn't really work like that. It's um, if, say for example, my vacation's now and they needed someone oh. the same time, you yeah. know, to go back as this, I'm free. They're not taking yeah. me into youth activities. Oh, yeah. Right now I'm not working. So they're like, we need an end host on the Disney fantasy right now you're free do you want to take it you could go yeah I'm, I'm free to nice go. so cool. yeah. amazing so obviously I love food um at Disney I I think I ate out every single day but yeah. one from January to September so <laughs> obviously you can't eat out on the ship and I'll be honest I've heard some horror stories not necessarily just in Disney Cruise Line but just from ships in general about what people get given to eat on the ship Talk me through it. How do you, like, when do you eat as well? Because I feel like you're just constantly working. Do you know, when we first got there, we had to eat in the officer's mess. So there's a mess, like a cafeteria, they call it the mess, um, for the officers. And there's a mess for just, like, normal crew. So when we first got there, we were in working quarantine, so we had to eat in there. And like, we were eating and we were like, whoa, like, this food isn't bad, you know? Why is everyone yeah. so dramatic? Like, you know, you go for breakfast, there's, like, um yogurt there's cereal there's like a full fry up every morning you know like well then uh, I have at home <laughs> yeah exactly there's like meat you can make a sandwich like there's enough like there's physically you can't ask for more coffee juice all this stuff um and we were like here why is everyone like so dramatic we then moved to the normal mess and I was like again like this food isn't awful like yes there was days that you would go up to the buffet and be like and it became like a thing at work you know we'd be on youth activities you look who had the first break and you go what's for lunch and it was the question that everybody would ask each other have you been for lunch yet yeah was it was it you've been for dinner what have they got and you ask people just so it gave you something to get excited about if it was a good day so you had days like for example lunch you go down the for the mess for example you can sit with anyone yeah like open tables sometimes usually your department sticks with your department usually um but if it's busy and it's a really busy lunch time and you've got like the peak lunch you'll sit with a team from housekeeping you'll yeah. sit with the bar team it doesn't matter you just take a seat and sit and sometimes like I'm really unsocial like it's so weird in normal day life I'm the most sociable person but I was so drained on that ship I would see my department and physically walk to the other side to sit by myself because I needed 30 minutes of silence yeah. and I know if I sit with a random person from I don't know lifeguard and necessarily they're not going to make conversation with me no. and, I'm not conversation. and also <laughs> in that short space of time like as much as you want to socialize you also want like time just to sort of just to decompress and just uh, you can just catch up on your phone like you say if I had a 30 minute lunch and a 30 minute dinner that's always how I'm gonna be on my phone that day until 8 30 at night which then everybody at home is asleep yeah so you really it's just like a minute just to sit and go okay and breathe and then you have to speak and then you go back up and you've got to speak all day um but the food wasn't awful like at lunch there's always salads there's always soup and there's always options and I was like, it's not that bad. Yes, there, like I said, there was days that you go and go, ugh, I don't want to eat. Really? And you just try and make a meal out of what you could. Yeah. But that's that's my taste. That's yeah. not them. 
like none of it's like it's not, it's not like obviously overly seasoned because not everyone likes that. It's just quite some of it's quite bland, of course. But you know, you made a meal out of what you could. Great days. Some days there was pizza. Some days there was burgers. Castaway. If you were working on Castaway, I don't care. I love the Castaway lunch for crew. They're like burgers, ribs, potato salad. Like really, yeah. they'd be on the island. Yeah, if you're working on the island, like we worked on the island at Scuttles Cove. Um, I loved island days. Like I loved working on the island. And you did it every time you were at Castaway. You had there was a kids club on the island. Anyone that eats on the island, all the dining staff have to come and serve you on the island. They don't live on the island. Yeah. They're from the ship lifeguards have to come out and help the other lifeguards on the island you know all the merchandise come off and open the shops so a lot of people eat on the island because they have to but the food is great like and they have the really nice cookies banana bread crisps oh my god yeah so that's the best day but you have burgers on the ship you could have like um like roast chicken everybody loves spicy chicken days it was like a, a fried chicken breast and it was spicy everybody loved that so you know it wasn't awful um, and then there was a thing as well after dinner at 10 30 at night called late night okay. um, that was pizza every day every night it was like like slices of pizza some salads some like cup noodles that you can fill up with water because the dining staff they obviously have early dinner seating and late dinner seating so they have yeah. to go to dinner they start at five the mess for evening meal at dinner opens at 4 30 so they have to eat those little 30 minutes run up this like run up to serve all the guests and then they finish at 10 30 so that's when they really have their proper dinner so 99 percent of the people that were there were obviously um dining staff but some days like if i had a two-hour break between i don't know four and six that's two hours that i can nap yeah i'll go to my room and i'll skip dinner and nap and then maybe go to late night and have something when i finish work i was gonna ask like did you have a nap in between like on lunch breaks or anything you have to like you physically have to to get through the day like some days when you're at the top of the schedule you start at 8 30 in the morning you've got a 30 minute lunch and a 30 minute dinner and you finish at 7 30 or 8 and everybody loved it because you had the whole night to yourself i hated those chefs because i feel like you just like you're just at work all day and I feel so tired yeah. because you're up so early and you've got a 30 and a 30 I loved being at the middle of the schedule which meant you could start at nine in the morning like quite early but then you could have 12 to four off 12 to oh, three really? off. So I would just go and nap maybe have a nice coffee from the coffee shop maybe have yeah. a coffee shop called fusion go have a coffee like and I would love that because I got a nap in the middle of the day that yeah. kept me but yeah but the food's of course, some days you hit a certain point of your, your contract, you go into the mess and you go, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and you think, I don't want to eat this. Yeah. But it's free. Yeah. It's, free. it's cooked yeah. for you. You don't do the dishes. People do the dishes for you. It's fully there. At home, you'd have to sit and go, what do I want for dinner tonight? Right? No shopping, cook it. Like, clean it all up. Yeah. You can't complain. Really. No. Well, um, talking of napping, how was the accommodation side of things? Because I know, I think it's very evident to everybody um, that the rooms are not, pardon my throat, are not very big on the ship. What was the accommodation situation like and how did you handle that? So it's a very small cabin. Like you hear people online say it's a small cabin. It is very small. How small? How can we, how can we define small? Um, my bathroom at home is bigger than the whole room. Really? The bathroom combined. Um, I don't know how to even like spatial wise. It's 
Think of a Vista Way room. Is it the same size as a Vista Way room? No, it's like a quarter of that. Okay, like, like anyone's been to the Rose and Crown, the back wall, 311. Yeah. That, that's probably bigger, that whole section. Really? So it's very small and very compact. So when people said you could have two suitcases to take with you, I, like, in my head, I was like, where am I going to put it? Yeah. Where am I going to put it? Because these suitcases aren't stored somewhere. They're in your room. So you can bring, bring all these three suitcases. Where are you going to put it? That's that's the thing. That's a, yeah. When I walked into my room, I had a roommate for three days. She left because that was the end of her contract. And my friend that I got on the ship with moved in. So I was top bunk for three days or four days. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because the steps are like, they're little steps. I didn't <laughs> like walking down them. Like, your suitcase is at the bottom of your feet. So like that store there, the bathroom is tiny, but you start to get used to it. Like yeah. I actually love sleeping in a little single bed. When I moved down to the bottom bunk, you've got like a little curtain that you shut. So oh, you've nice. got your little privacy. You've got a TV because obviously we don't have windows. So I didn't actually think, how am I supposed to know if it's raining outside? Yeah. But there's a TV, even if anyone goes on the ship as a guest and you've got an inside room, the TV has a channel called Bridgeview which is the view from the bridge. So I used to turn that on and go, do I need my jacket today? Yeah or no? Nah, okay, I don't. That was a trick that I learned to do very early. Is that a shared TV as well, or is that... Yeah, it's a shared TV for the room. So we just put, me and my roommate put all our mini ears on it because we never used it. <laughs> we never watched it once, I don't think. Yeah. Um, you'd your wardrobe, you'd a wardrobe, a couple of drawers, and then you'd share the bathroom as well. And the shower, like, that is one thing about it, is the shower, like, it's so small. Really? You're in there like... Oh, it's a task. It is like a an Olympic game to try and like shave your legs in that shower. Look, it's difficult. But um, you get used to it. We had housekeeping yeah. twice a week as well. So that was really nice. They changed our sheets and stuff like that. So oh, we didn't nice. have to do laundry with our sheets. So do you know what? You get used to it. You have cabin inspection though, which I didn't know about. And I mean, you you're you're Mr. Wipe. I mean, I can't say anything. Mine was also not great, but we're not I the tidiest failed. of people. We're clean. We're not tidy. I failed about five of them, six <gasps> of them. Can you get kicked off for doing that? You can get like a warning and stuff if you repeatedly, yeah. So I fail for like um, not vacuuming, but when do you have time in the day? Like if your housekeeper came three days before, of course, like you work on an island, there's going to be sand on the carpet, like I don't know. Once I didn't make my bed. Once me and my roommate, this is really, really bad. And um, we just didn't do it at all. We didn't take the trash. We didn't do anything. We just went, I'm so tired. Let's just take the fail, which is awful mentality to have. But it, it doesn't take that long to tidy it. It's a really small room. So it's just pure laziness, not tidying it. I, mean, I never all- passed a Mr. Way exp- inspection. So. so, you know, but I understand why they do it because if you had a roommate and, you know, your roommate was tidying you weren't it makes you both tidy the room because you need to so obviously you've spoken a little bit about what you can do on the ship as a crew member what sort of amenities were there for crew to keep you occupied Uh, so obviously each like I said each department has a different level of ranking of what they can do but for me um for youth activities and I can most of entertainment I can speak for we were allowed to like go to the shops we could go to the movie theater especially once COVID passed so once we started to like 
come out of the regulations more. Mm. We could go to the movie theater. We could go to see, you know, the shows. I saw Tangled. I saw Dreams, and they were both insane. Um, like insane. Uh, they did a cruise showing of Tangled as well, so every department could go and see it. And they're really late at night because yeah. most departments work. So it was like twelve midnight start, I think it was for Tangled the musical, uh, and that was amazing. The main stage performers, you know, did that. Um. Like I said, they do crew events, so you know, they did like a bingo, they did karaoke, party under the stars, um, they did like a St. Patrick's Day party. So they did a lot of stuff for crew, and obviously there's a crew gym, there's a crew store, so if you're ever on there and you forget stuff, you know, the crew store kind of sells enough to get by. Oh. Um, it's got like shampoo, conditioners, it has like alcohol if you want to have a drink after work, like snacks, so there's enough, you know, to get by. Yeah. And we have a crew bar and a crew coffee shop. It's through the day it's a coffee shop it's called fusion um and we have like you know it's like a dollar coffee it's so oh, cheap. really that's really good they're really good to crew for that we're allowed to for entertainment go to cove which is obviously on deck nine it's for the guests that's called cove coffee and i did that every week because i've got no self-control with my money and i just like i just wanted a bougie coffee did you but spend a lot of money on the ship what did you spend a lot of money on the ship um yeah, yeah. <laughs> what can you spend your money on well merchandise um oh, quite a lot of wi-fi i am not proud of the amount i spent ah you only one thousand one hundred dollars you spent one thousand one hundred yeah all together on, no, that's just on my crew account never mind the money i spent when i was on shore leave and the money like <sighs> Oh, well, you had a good time. That's the main you thing. You only live once. Exactly. I needed that Mickey Spirit jersey. <laughs> <laughs> um, going on to shore leave and stuff, did you have... Firstly, I want to know what, like, how often you'd go off the ship to work, because obviously you mentioned on Castaway you would you would get off the ship to work. And I want to know whether that would be every time you'd get to cast away. Um, but also, uh, would you get much time off the ship as a guest as well? Um, so as, as a guest, I'll speak there first, you can get off the ship from whenever we dock, when they're cleared to get off, to whenever all ashore is. So in Castaway, usually we're cleared to get off around 8, 8.30 for guests. And the guests would get back on at maybe 4.30, 4.45. So they're allowed to get off any time throughout the day, but they have to be back on at that time. Oh, that's not bad. Um, same with, like, Nassau and Cozumel. Sometimes Cozumel was a little bit later because we, like, got in a little bit later. They could come back on at, like, half five. Um, but they're in that time. So guests can get off whatever time they want. You know, if you want a long lie and you're, like, here... I've I've done the Disney dream. I've been on. I've been to Nassau five times. I'll just get off for a late lunch. You can do that. You don't have to get off in the morning. I think I misinterpreted this though, because I think you're talking about guests, aren't you? You're not That's talking. Ah, uh, yes. so what about when you what about crew when crew? Um, if you're I was working, like, oh, this is fine. You're like twelve hour shift. You get some to Nassau. <laughs> no, if you're working um on the island, if your chef is working on the island, you get off your start time on the island you have to be there for your start time so if on the island if you start at nine you have to get off the ship so you're not like 
scheduled to get off the ship so that's you have to bear in mind you have to walk to your position on the island which I actually loved like I loved getting up when it was sunny my shades on walking to the islands like I never got on the trams really we'd always walk and we're allowed to get on the trams if there's space for crew but just that walk from the water like walking to the ice stunning you never get bored of it and your feet were on land you were like wow because for ages we weren't allowed to be and surely, like, that was the only part of surely you got, so it was really good. Um, but if you're a crew and you're off, for example, um, if I had the three o'clock start, I could go off any time and cast away, and I could go, we could snorkel as crew. There's a crew beach. Where Serenity Bay is, the other side is crew beach. So there's food, there's volleyball, you can sunbathe, you can go and sit at, like, some chairs. That's called crew beach. I think you can rent kayaks. Um, is, is, that near the, is that near the adult beach? Yes, yeah, so Serenity Bay is the adult beach. Um, that's like on the right-hand side and the crew beach is on the left-hand side. Right. Yeah. Um, so you can go off and enjoy that on your time off. Um, you know, you could book an excursion, I think, if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. We were lucky to be gifted um, like stingrays, feeding the stingrays. So for crew, for youth activities, we got to do like a joint thing. Like each week, we can all do it at the same time because people need to work. So like they picked like a handful of us each time and we got to the morning off in Castaway and we got to feed the stingrays and swim with them, which was amazing. I've never done that before. Um, but for shore leave, it got granted, I think in March. So I was on from January, didn't have any shore leave until March, I think it was and that was for Miami so for Miami you know you, there was windows that you could get off so if I the dock in Miami is right in the center of everything as well yeah. so it, it's so easy you just get an uber to um we call it like Bayside which is like the mall you can get off and get food but for example if we usually had a meeting in the morning and if you got off at nine you can start getting off at nine our meeting was eight till nine in the morning to get all the updates for youth activities we needed you could get off at nine and if I started at two I would just make sure I was back at one yeah back at the port, back to get on, ready for work at one. So you had like three, four hours off. Nice. You know, sometimes people started at four o'clock, but all aboard is three. So you'd have to be back at three o'clock anyway. Yeah. Um, same with Nassau. Uh, Nassau, the, the latest start for us was usually like one o'clock. Nice. So you could get off in the morning in Nassau, but that was usually our crew drill day. So Nassau is kind of a hard one to get off. Um, But I had days where I was on like the middle break. So I had four hours off in the middle of the day. So I would get off in Nassau and this place, I loved it. I had chicken wings, you know, had like a nice coffee, went to Starbucks and got back on. So mm. there's opportunity to get off in these ports. So good. And I'm, how many times in a month would you get to do that? Well, for a cruise, it depends on which cruise you're on. Uh, we were the Magic, so we were Miami season. So we would do four or five night cruises. Right. So you're in Miami every fifth day. So as long as as long as you're not scheduling a shift, you can get off the ship. You can get off well for my department anyway. Yeah. Um, and most departments are allowed to if they're off. It's just their working hours are totally different. So yeah. I have a friend in housekeeping. He really struggled to to get off. Yeah. Just because his breaks were an hour and an hour. He never had a big chunk like that. Their hours are totally different. Dining. I think they can get off um, if they're not on like the lunch and stuff. It really just depends on your department. But you think activities, there's ample opportunity to get off the ship. Wow, nice. That's I mean that's amazing. I think the one of the last questions I want to ask is, it all sounds great. So why leave? Why leave? 
so for me, um, I actually had a weird ending. So I did. Um, my mum, so I actually supposed to leave May 21st. I was supposed to debark from Barcelona. I had a big summer plan, like I've told you. So this girl wanted to switch dates. She wanted to leave after the transatlantic because from May 8th until May 21st, that was the transatlantic crossing, which is like six, seven sea days in a row. So it's seven days at sea and then you get to Europe. So it's a long, a long cruise. You know, people that book that cruise, must be rich because that's a long cruise to book you know so in my head I was like oh I get quite seasick which is ridiculous that I was working on a ship anyways I thought seven days at sea I don't know if that's for me so me and this girl ended up switching so I was supposed to leave May 8th um my I was in Nassau and I got a call from my family saying my mum had taken kind of unwell so I was like all over the place but worried because you know when you're far, far away from home hearing something like that you know you're just you kind of feel helpless because what can you do yeah you know, you're so many hours away from home so I spoke to my managers um and they were like take the night off you know just process you know it's okay but my manager actually took me aside and she said if you want to leave tomorrow tomorrow's Miami I was like aha she went if anything was to get worse we can't fly you home now until we get back to Miami which is another five days I was like okay so she went so do you want to go now or do you want to wait? And I was like, was well, it going to affect me? She's like, it's not going to affect you. It's your family. It's like a circumstance with your family. So that night, this conversation happens at 6 p.m. Hats off to like cruise line. They sorted me flights for the next morning. I got all my costume returned, literally packed. And I was off the ship that next day by nine o'clock. And wow. I was on the flight that, that afternoon. Amazing. So for them to sort that out so fast was insane. You know, so I can't yeah. actually thank them anymore for that because I didn't have to pay a penny for, of that you know that's one amazing thing about cruise line is they fly you to and from your place it's not like Disney World you know you pay for your flights to yeah. do that um, but for me why not go back I wanted to go back to Disney World um, and obviously with my mum being unwell right now it's just not the best time right. so like you know I'm on the wait list for next year hopefully next year we're in a better space to be able to do that but I did get offered a position I got offered August 1st and um, to kick start the pavilion so that's very exciting but just right now it's not the best time for my family yeah um, but I think for me the reason I didn't want to go back to cruise line is I wanted to be an entertainment host I wanted to be in entertainment I loved youth activities while I did it but the position wasn't for me I wanted to be entertainment and right now there's no positions that were available to me to do that so that's why I didn't. In, that's interesting because obviously we've not had much time to catch up since we've been back but I didn't I didn't know that that was one of the reasons so probably my last question on this is if an entertainment host position came available would you go back to cruise line? Yes yeah I would love yeah. to be an entertainment host with Disney Cruise Line but obviously you know right now timing's awful with my family and stuff so that's yeah. you know priority isn't it but um I would love to be an entertainment host with Cruise Line um, I think it would be amazing but I'm so glad I got to do the activities as well because I've met so many amazing people that like I could say are lifelong friends my department everybody was lovely you know I couldn't you know when you go to a work environment and you go there and you go oh my god they're awful this person oh you look at the schedule I never once said that I go huh gonna have a catch up with them I'll speak to yeah. them you know it was never like a toxic work environment so yeah. you know can't, can't say anything about that at all 
it's a, it's a, just a brand new environment that if you've never done a cruise ship before, it's your first time, you would never have done anything like that. Like it's such a, for anyone that goes on a cruise ship, they, everyone comes back with a similar, um, similar feedback that it's just so different to anything you will ever do. Um, and I, I bet you don't, you don't really, know. Oh, sorry, you go on. There you go. I'd say like, if anyone is applying for it, doing you know like what people told me don't take that first month as like what it's like you know you're yeah. it's totally such a transition period um and also like this girl told me this don't get into the habit which I totally did I got into this habit of work eat sleep work eat sleep and that's all I did I didn't go out in the evenings because I was so tired and to me in my head I was like I'm helping myself the next day mm. you're so tired the next day regardless if you went out so maybe I should have went to the crew bar more maybe I should have you know went to these events more like like thinking back but at yeah. the time like I go back to my cab and I go oh, I could just go sit and watch Bridgerton season two <laughs> yeah. I can sit and do this so like I say push yourself to be social more yeah. get yourself to do that because I think it makes the days go by a bit easier yeah amazing yeah. I think I think it's definitely something you'll never regret. And regardless if you go back to cruise line or not, I think it's something that you will just you've learned so much from. And 100%. whatever you go into next, it just will be such a huge life experience that you can just take all of those skills and experiences from and put it into whatever's next as well. Uh, if you had one final piece of advice for someone applying or um, someone that's about to go on a ship, what would you say? Um, some of the so piece of advice for doing it I'd say have an open mind be flexible especially right now because stuff changes on the daily like um, obviously with COVID regulations like it still affects people to this day because obviously you know you never know with Omicron come back you know all these things so just be like flexible with your work I'd say look after your body you know get as much sleep as you can and self-care you know look after yourself as best you can do things that you enjoy like a little piece of happiness a day like I remember like a bit of coffee like a cup of coffee iced coffee sat outside looking at the water with a bit of sunshine it's something so small but it makes you go okay or remembering that what you're doing is pretty cool exactly that at night I'd sit I'd realize that where I'd finish work early and go and sit and watch the funnel vision and I'd sit I'd be sat watching enchanted up at the funnel vision going wow like how cool is it you know um and for anyone that's actually going masterpiece of advice for me depending on what ship you're going on get a portable charger please get a portable charger <laughs> because there's no um like plugs next to your bed someone told me is there not? no so you have to like charge your phone you know at the charging which is on our desk and the dream anyway so, not the dream the magic i didn't go on the dream <laughs> the magic so i'd have like two portable chargers and charge them through the day so at night I could have that next to my bed because if I'm waking up at say 8.30 but my roommate's on a late start, I have to then get up to turn the alarm off. That's a longer alarm for my roommate to sit and listen to. I took a blanket from home as well, which just made my bed in a little bit more me. So make your room as much of you as you can. Nice, amazing. I just, it's so great to, I mean, this is the first time I've heard most of this as well. So um, it's really exciting to, hear it all and I'm just really excited to see whatever you do next to be honest. 
Thank you. Yeah. Sophie, everyone knows what it is. <laughs> yeah. But thank you so much for coming back, Sophie. It's been an absolute pleasure, obviously. And um, I'm sure everyone is really glad to hear that you are back on UK ground and going to be doing your thing. And uh, yeah, I just can't wait to see you soon. Love ya. Love you too. Anyways, that is all we've got time for. So one more huge thank you to Sophie, everyone. Woo! So this has been another episode of Confessions of a Disney Castle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, follow our Instagram, and listen to all of the other episodes because they are just as magical as each other. Keep spreading the magic, and bye for now.